What is up? What is up? Welcome to the Mitch Davis Show. Friday, December 11th. Final week of the regular season, college football season. One week away from the conference championships. Holiday season. Christmas is in the air. New Year's is in the air. Man, it is such an exciting time in the world of college sports. You've even got college basketball going on right now, which is awesome. And that is just taking off. College football is the best it's ever been. Today on the podcast, we're going to have a very, very special guest. He is the Associate Executive Director of the AutoZone Liberty Bowl here in Memphis, Tennessee. Mr. Harold Grader will be joining me momentarily to talk all things AutoZone Liberty Bowl. I tell you what. This interview is one of the best interviews you could have during this time of year. He walks me through the process of, of selecting the teams, of the COVID protocols that they have to follow through, what to expect out of the fan experience, out of the student-athlete experience. i tell you what, this podcast is your one-stop shop for bowl season and what to expect out of each and every bowl, not just the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. I'm your host, Mitch Davis. You can follow me on Twitter at MitchDavis underscore eight. Like the Facebook page or follow me on Instagram at The Mitch Davis Show. Also, you can head on over to the website at TheMitchDavisShow.com. That is your one-stop shop for honest sports information without a narrative. It's just sports for, for the everyday fan. It's honest sports information for the everyday fan. I want to thank everybody for tuning in to today's podcast and also especially a very, very special thank you to the ex Associate Executive Director of the AutoZone Liberty Bowl, Harold Grader, for coming on the podcast today to talk all things AutoZone Liberty Bowl. I hope you enjoy this interview and have a great weekend. It's very special. It's a lot of Memphians' heart, including mine. I grew up going to the games. I don't think I've missed a game since uh, last year in the Cotton Bowl when Memphis was playing down there in Dallas. How are you doing today, Mr. Harold? Doing well, Mitch. Thanks for having me. And again, you being a Memphian, me as well, You know, we have that commonality. You tell the story about you and your family going to the game when you were young. And I was the same way. My father took me to some of those early uh, early. Liberty Bowl games. It was then now AutoZone Liberty Bowl. I can remember going to a game in the 70s with uh, Texas A&M Southern Cal. So it's it's great that, oh. that uh, Memphians, uh, and especially your generation as well now, has that commonality with old guys like me who grew <laughs> up here and, and grew up going to the bowl game. I, I tell you what, even during this COVID uh, era now, I, I, the excitement level for this Liberty Bowl is through the roof. Talk about that excitement level right now through your offices and across the city of Memphis. Well, you know, the bowl season is special, even in a difficult year like this year. And it may be even more meaningful this year because of everything that the student athletes have been through, the coaching staffs have been through, uh, and, and just the fans. Uh, there's a thirst out there for college football uh, to have that escape for a few hours of enjoyment of a sport that we all love, college football. Uh, and there, there is – uh, momentum being uh, built and excitement created uh, leading up to the ball game coming up on uh, New Year's Eve afternoon. Uh, it's always exciting at bowl time, and it seems to be even more this year because the anticipation is there, I think, even more so because 
folks uh, can't get enough of college football, and we're going to be, uh, so to speak, the, the cherry on top this year uh, to cap off the college football season here in Memphis. So I'm going to ask you this question. What is going into the selection process this year? I know with COVID, everybody's trying to stay regional. Is it more of a regional game, or are you going to look for those intriguing uh, matchups that gets the everyday fans' attention? Well, the matchup remains the same, SEC versus Big 12 on the Big 12 side, as we always do. We have the fourth choice of teams. So when it comes to our uh, time to make our pick on Selection Sunday, which is December 20th this year, uh, when we get there on the Big 12 side, whatever pool of Big 12 teams are available to us, we'll select from those remaining teams. On the SEC side, it's a little different. It has been this way for quite a while now. We're in a pool with five other bowl games. We submit a list of preferred teams to the league office. The schools submit a list of preferred bowl destinations. And then ultimately that decision on the SEC side is made by the commissioner and the league office in Birmingham. Uh, so that those are the nuts and bolts of the, the process. Now, when you get down to who do we like? Who would we like to have? Who would like to come here? You know, it's always interesting to watch each week the national media projections. And uh, obviously, into December, we're watching those even closer uh, than we would, uh, you know, a month or two ago. Uh, but we, we're looking for a great matchup this year, obviously, limited attendance. Uh, but that's still important for us uh, as to uh, you know, ticket sales, because we certainly want to sell out the, the number that we will have available, but it really becomes a, a TV game and hoping uh, and looking for a great matchup on national TV. We'll be on ESPN as we have been for many, many years. So that's certainly a factor, uh, but we also look at uh, the, the, also the bigger picture of just the circumstances of the year, the circumstances of the community and college football in general being that we, we do think that if there's an opportunity for a regional team, and for us, I call them the neighborhood schools, uh, you know, Vandy, Tennessee, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Arkansas, maybe even Kentucky, uh, those schools are always on our list. And now with the circumstances as they are around this, the, the season, uh, we think that a team's ability to get on a bus and get here uh, for fans to be able to drive to the bold destination. We think that's important this year, maybe more so than ever. Um, again, just because of the circumstances of the year. Certainly don't anticipate any of our Big 12 teams being able to jump on a bus, uh, but the fans certainly uh, can drive. So, you know, that helps uh, narrow and, and focus our preference. Again, all of those neighborhood schools, as I refer to them, fit that model. And again, all of those that I mentioned, the Vanderbilt, the Tennessee, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Arkansas, Kentucky, those football teams uh, can get on a bus and travel to Memphis, as opposed to getting on a charter and having that expense of a charter flight this year, when we know that uh, athletic department budgets are being uh, stressed to the maximum, and they're looking for uh, all the savings they can. We think that that gives us a, an advantage over some other potential bold destinations just because of our central location to many of the schools and many of the teams that, that we're interested in and would like to have in this year's AutoZone Liberty Bowl. Now, I'm going to ask you about the bowl week experience for the student yeah. athletes. Is it going to be, you know, flyer, flyer, drive in the day or two before, or are they going to be here that week-long process like they normally are? 
Well, we're having those conversations with the league offices now and then the early conversations. That certainly is what it's trending towards, uh, resembling more of the regular season trip. Uh, we think maybe, though, because it is the bowl experience that uh, teams may be here for maybe two, maybe three nights, more likely two uh, maximum. But we'll see how all that works out with the specific teams that we uh, invite. Um, we're focusing the activities on the bowl game uh, versus outside events this year. Again, as we continue to have conversations with our bowl uh, conference partners, uh, we think that it'll be pretty much a lockdown uh, where the teams come to town and their experience and the entertainment, whatever that will be that we will provide to give them a great Memphis experience will all uh, take place uh, at their headquarter hotels. Uh, but we'll have those conversations. We don't think it's likely that they will want to uh, venture out from their hotels, but we'll have those conversations. And if they want to do something out, we'll work with them to accommodate that. But at this point, uh, we're not expecting that. Talk about the fan experience. I know I've covered yeah. a lot of Tigers games this year, and it seemed weird. I think of 12,000 as attendance. Is that going to be the same protocol? Band and cheerleaders, are they going to be allowed at the game? Well, from a uh, fan capacity standpoint, we're expecting somewhere uh, to be able to accommodate in the twelve to 15,000 range uh, for the bowl game. Uh, our understanding is from our uh, conference uh, partners that just like the regular season, that band and cheer uh, groups will not travel uh, with their football teams to the games. Um, fans will be able to come. Again, we, we spoke about that earlier. Uh, certainly the, the experience uh, will be a bit different. Um, from a safety uh, situation, we think that uh, the protocols and the guidelines that have been in place this year at Liberty Bowl Memorial Stadium uh, have been excellent. Uh, we're not aware of any problems or any reports of any problems uh, coming from the games that have been played there uh, this year. So that's great. Uh, kudos to the uh, staff at Liberty Bowl Memorial Stadium for presenting and providing the safest environment possible. And we know that that's a factor with the, the fan uh, uh, in, that may be thinking about coming to the bowl game. Is it safe? Uh, and we want to assure them that that uh, it will be, absolutely. Uh, but we know that still some fans uh, may or may not choose to come just because of, their, because of their own personal situations. But those fans that want to attend the game, uh, we want you to come. Uh, we're going to show you a great Memphis experience to the extent that we can this year within the limitations uh, that are in place. Uh, but still, you know, game day is game day. It's still going to be fun. Uh, we're going to try to present as much of our normal game day in-stadium experience as possible with a lot of virtual elements uh, shown up on the, the video board. So we're going to do our best to recreate our uh, patriotic pregame show, our halftime shows, uh, and have the fans that are uh, in the building uh, to experience that. And we're also making plans to uh, show some of that uh, uh, virtually as well on our media, on our social media platform. So we want folks to experience the AutoZone Liberty Bowl as much as our normal uh, presentation as we can this year. Now I'm going to ask you this question because I know a lot of people are talking about this as bowl season gets ramped up here. Is there a plan B, C, D if a team has to 
drop out because of COVID issues or, you know, let's say several players opt out of the uh, season, they have to pull out of the bowl game. Is there going to be a plan B or are those plan A teams going to be the one, two teams that play in it no matter what? Mitch, right now there is no plan B. Uh, we've been planning the entire year for New Year's Eve afternoon. That's what we're laser focused on. Uh, we know that the schools uh, and want to be here and that they're going to follow their protocols as well to uh, ensure the safety of their uh, teams. Uh, if something were to happen, uh, we'll cross that bridge uh, if, if we were to get there. But as of now, uh, that bridge isn't there and we haven't crossed it yet. Now, I've got two more questions for you before we wrap up. This next question, what has been your all-time favorite Liberty Bowl moment? Enough with the COVID and all that. I want to have a little fun now. What has been your favorite Liberty Bowl, AutoZone Liberty Bowl moment? Uh, maybe last year, two years ago, whenever. When is your favorite moment? Well, I, I have uh, uh, several. Um, one, enjoyed certainly having my alma mater, the University of Memphis, in the game uh, in 2017, that was a special Tiger team uh, with uh, you know, players like Anthony Miller, Tony Pollard on that Tiger team. So it was special to have uh, the hometown team in the hometown bowl for the very first time in, in the bowl's history. Uh, I remember one game a uh, few years ago now, Boise State, Louisville, they were both in the top 10, two dynamic offenses. It was our highest scoring game ever. 44-40 uh, was the final score. Louisville uh, pulled out the win, but it went down to the final play of the game. Uh, Boise had a throw into the end zone, uh, didn't make the catch. So that was exciting with two uh, top 10 teams and two exciting offenses. And again, going way back when uh, I was a, a student at the University of Memphis and a fledgling uh, communications journalism major, uh, I had the opportunity to uh, work as a gopher for Mutual Radio, uh, Tony Roberts, the legendary voice of uh, Notre Dame football, was the play-by-play -play announcer for uh, Mutual Radio that night, and they uh, hired this young college kid to be a gopher for them. I think they paid me 25 bucks uh, for that game, but it was Bear Bryant's last game, 1982. I was a sophomore uh, at the University of Memphis then, and just to be in the press box, be around a legendary broadcaster uh, like Tony Roberts, and to be able to witness and be a part of that uh, piece of not just AutoZone Liberty Bowl history with Coach Bryant's final game, but it was college football history. And, uh, you know, the college football world uh, was focused on Memphis that night uh, for that Liberty Bowl game, that AutoZone Liberty Bowl game. And uh, certainly remember that. And uh, Jeremiah Castile coming up uh, with some big defensive plays. Walter Lewis was the quarterback uh, for Alabama, who later played for the Memphis Showboats, the U.S. Football League. But just to be in the in the stadium uh in such a meaningful game uh, th those are some of the autozone liberty ball memories that they come to mind when asked that question so i've got this is my last question for you and this is i like to ask this question in different ways to different people but as a lifelong memphian a graduate of the university of memphis yeah what does the autozone liberty bowl mean to you personally well you know i can remember again i mentioned uh, you know my dad taking me to the game uh, you know, when I was a youngster back in the seventies and, you know, back then you got to remember, you know, when the Liberty Bowl was founded in 1959 in Philadelphia, that, um, there were only six other bowl games. We're the seventh oldest bowl game. Um, and even 
back uh, in my youth here in Memphis, there weren't that many bowl games. So, and that's when uh, uh, the Liberty Bowl, now AutoZone Liberty Bowl, was played on Monday nights prior to there being Monday night football with the NFL. And uh, it was a special night in Memphis. It was a special night for the country uh, to celebrate America, to celebrate liberty, freedom, patriotism, uh, to a huge national TV audience. Um, so looking back uh, on the Bulls history and now uh, one to have covered it as a reporter, it was always great when during my TV time at, uh, at WMC and now in my 22nd year as an executive with the Bulls being a, a hometown guy, certainly uh, I'm proud to, to represent this organization in a small way and, and uh, be able to showcase uh, the bowl, showcase our city, uh, showcase St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Uh, that's important to me as a Memphian and uh, proud to do that. Again, proud to uh, represent this organization uh, in, a, in a small way in, in uh, the great world of college football. And, uh, you know, there, there's nothing like uh, college football and what it means, not just to our city, our region, but also the country. And again, uh, kudos and a tip of the cap to the student athletes, the coaching staffs, the support staffs who have gotten through this college football season. We know it hasn't been easy on any of those folks. Uh, and we want to be able to say thank you uh, and cap off the year for the two teams that come to Memphis to play in the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. And we want to do that hopefully in a very special way this year. You have been listening to the Mitch Davis Show. I've been your host, Mitch Davis. Be sure you follow me on Facebook and Instagram by typing in the Mitch Davis Show or on Twitter by typing in Mitch Davis underscore eight. Head on over to the website, themitchdavisshow.com for an in-depth look, daily content of college football and college basketball. Very special thank you to the Associate Executive Director of the AutoZone Liberty Bowl, Harold Grader, for joining me on the podcast today to talk all things AutoZone Liberty Bowl. Have a great weekend with your loved ones. Enjoy some good college football, good college basketball, and some amazing food. Until next time, have a great one.